Part of our mission on About Last Night has been to bring attention to cases or parts of cases that we think have been overlooked. We started out this project by telling the story of Barbara Miller, who has been missing from Sunbury, Pennsylvania since 1989, along with the story of Scott Schaefer, who claims he was wrongfully convicted of the homicide of Ricky Wolf. We've covered the murder of three-year-old Arabella Parker and the systemic failures that, we believe, contributed to her untimely death. Since starting this project back in June, we've been contacted regarding several cases that our listeners believe should be further looked into. So, here we are. In this next segment of About Last Night, we will be covering several cases, some that are over 30 years old and some that happened just over the last few years, all of which you guys think need more attention than what they have been given. So, we are digging in. Small town crimes sometimes go less noticed by the media and, therefore, the public. About Last Night is bringing these cases to the forefront to get the attention that they need and deserve. This season will cover several cases, some old, some new, all of which justice has yet to be served. It's a Sunbury woman who went missing uh, in April of 20. The missing persons case of Corey Edgar. The death of Matthew Hoy. The missing persons case of Tracy Crow. We are covering these cases and more. All small town crimes that we are bringing to the forefront. This is About Last Night, a true crime podcast. Produced by Harv Productions, LLC. Welcome back to About Last Night. I'm your host, Anna Wiest, an advocate for justice, joined by Francis Scarcella, reporter for The Daily Guidem. In today's episode, we are discussing some of the cases that we will be covering in the show over the next few weeks. Welcome back, everyone. We've decided between Francis and I to do something a little different here on About Last Night. So we've had a lot of different people, well, I have, contacting, like, my social media pages, suggesting different cases to look into, the these unsolved cases, including some missing persons cases, and we were like, oh, crap, like, what do we do next, you know, and Francis kind of said, you know what, let's just kind of go into everything. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to take you through a couple cases that we're going to be looking at over the next couple weeks. Some of them are missing persons cases. Some of them are unsolved crimes, unsolved murders. Um, and we're going to be digging into each of these cases separately over the next couple weeks. And today we're just kind of going to give you an overview of all of them. After you hear this episode, if there is a case that you're really interested in in this area and that you would like us to look into, kind of while we're just doing this deep dive into unsolved cases, um, send us a message on social media and we'll be sure to check it out. Also, if you know anything about any of these cases we're going to talk about, it could just be a theory that you've heard anything, uh, please send it to us on social media and we're going to look into just about everything that we hear. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and dive in. So the first case that we're going to look into is that of Angel Donahue. So, Francis, go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. So this was a case that kind of just popped up out of nowhere on my radar. Uh, It's a Sunbury woman who went missing uh, in April of 2020. So during the pandemic, this woman, uh, Sunbury woman, just 
went missing. She was reported to the Sunbury Police Department as missing. And over the course of about a year, there was no activity, no action, no anything uh, from Ms. Donahue. With that being said, state police has have then since got involved and uh, a trooper out of Stonington uh, took a pretty deep dive into the case and a bunch of search warrants and various uh, court documents were able to be obtained by, by going through that. So what they're saying is that she was reported missing by her daughter out of Sunbury and Sunbury, Pennsylvania. And we have very little to go on other than what was in uh, these court documents where it, it says that she was living with another person and uh, she never returned home. And it's, it's, it's just something that, again, came up out of nowhere and it was kind of bizarre. So we want to really get into that uh, deeper and deeper. Uh, we will be talking to various uh, law enforcement officers about the case uh, as much as they're going to tell us because obviously it is an active case and we're going to see what else is out there that we can... Uh, you know, mustered up uh, about it. Friends, family, uh, anybody of that nature that's listening or whatever can obviously contact Anna and uh, she's going to do her best to jump in and see what she can find out. So uh, I brought this up to you before. You don't, I mean, it's just one of those cases where you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, what I think to me, what seems really interesting about this one is that number one, it is super recent. I mean, you know, she went missing what they her family reported in 2020, but then they didn't report it till 2021. Well, well, no, I think they reported it in 2020, but there was no evidence to show anything. And okay. then it was a year later before it really got picked right. back up again. So this is, this is super recent. I mean, this is just happening. What I think is really interesting is the lack of awareness, I'll say, that people have about this case. Because I've just doing some talking to people, I've mentioned the names the, the name Angel Donahue to people and they're like, oh, who's that? Like, I haven't, I haven't heard of them. And to me, it's just like how, you know what I mean? We, in order to kind of solve these missing persons cases, I feel like you got to get the name out there. People need to know. And so how has nobody really in this area heard about this missing person? That's absurd to me. Um, I don't know. I know you've done articles on it. I know you've you're trying to do your part, but it's just crazy to me. You know what I mean? That yeah, it's fucked up. I, I mean, I, I, pardon my language, but it's the truth. Uh, it's it's one of those things that you just it's starting to come out of nowhere, and you're seeing so many so many of these across the country, and let alone in our in our you know tiny bubble that we live in here. It just seems that it's it's just one of those things that needs to be looked into for. Not only for, uh, you know, Angel Donahue, but for friends and family and, and, you know, whoever else may have known her. So, with that being said, um, well, we're going to look into that. We're going to see what we can find. Like we said, there's not a lot to go on, but we're going to do what we can. We'll be back after this. The America's Hose Company has been serving Sunbury and the surrounding community since 1893. Today, they respond to emergencies with multiple ambulance crews and a tower within the Sunbury Fire Department. Their social club is a hot spot for many Sunbury locals looking for a relaxed environment and a home-cooked meal after a long day on the job. 
Their menu offers the classics along with a new special every day at an affordable price for the whole family. Come and enjoy yourself for good food, good drinks, and good friends. Another one that we will be looking into is the missing persons case of Corey Edkin. Um, well, that's a big one. I know. That one's been reported all over the place. That's a big one. That one recently just made that one recently just made news again as they uh, Crime Stoppers had issued a reward for information. It's uh, been an ongoing uh, an ongoing case for a very long time. 1989, I believe is when this occurred. Uh, for those of you that don't know, go ahead and give them the background, Anna, your, on, on how this even came to be. So, Corey Edkin was, what, three years old? Um, when he was at a home, it was late at night with his mom and another woman, and I believe there were three other kids present. Um, one would have been his mother, his mother's kid, and then the two others were of the other woman. Um, so, Allegedly, I'll say, all of the children were asleep in the upstairs of the house. Um, the two women were awake in the downstairs. One of the women, Corey Edkin's mother, decided that she was going to go get gas or get a pizza um, from a local gas station. And she went out to do that. It was late at night, like midnight or something. And she went out to do that. When she came back, I think I read about 45 minutes later, she noticed that the front door of the house was open. She goes into the house, goes upstairs to check on the kids, and Corey, who had been asleep in her bedroom, was gone. Now, this other woman that was in the house had been sitting, um, from what I recall, in the living room watching television the entire time Corey's mother was gone. And based on what I recall, the the way that she was sitting she would have been facing the front door so if anybody would have entered the house or if Corey would have left the house she would have seen them you don't know that based on reports what what what's your take I, I, I don't have a take because we don't know what the situation is we can only you know say what has been in in court documents but I do know that um, Corey Edkins grandmother will be coming up for trial for allegedly poisoning her husband, uh, he had passed away, and she was arrested for the murder of it. And it was a long time uh, investigation on that, and she now is sits in uh, a jail here, waiting trial. Uh, that would be his grandmother. So I don't know. There's like I don't know. I, I again, I've been doing this a long time, and. I see so many things that just make you scratch your head. And, and, you know, everybody wants to find the answers. Everybody wants to know the truth. What is the truth in this case? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. I know that uh, this area, as far as I, has, since I've been covering it, has nothing but the, the best uh, investigators. I mean, they, they go all the way. And... Uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how this pans out down the road. But if you're asking what my take on it is, I, I can't answer. I just know that right now there is a child that has been reported missing and has been never heard from again. Now, everybody will ask, 
you know, over the course of time, why hasn't like DNA popped up or something to that effect? But I guess if you don't have the DNA in the system in the first place, there's nothing really to match it to. Or was this person, if he is alive, was he ever arrested? Was he ever, you know, in a hospital? Was there ever any kind of records that there would be some sort of DNA out there? I don't know, you know, but we're, we can only sit here and surmise what's, you know, our, our takes on it when, you know, when the, the actual investigators are the ones that have the boots to the ground and uh, they have, you know, countless interviews with people and I'm sure thousands and thousands and thousands of documents, but, but they never let this one go. And a lot of cases sometimes just kind of fade off into the sunset, but Corey Edkin remains uh, a case that's open and it remains a case that's very, very much alive in the public's eye. So, And now a quick word from our sponsors. If you're looking to buy a car and want to work with someone who just gets it, Amber Wren is your girl. Head to Sunbury Motor Company and she will help you pick the perfect Hyundai, Ford, or Kia based on your needs. Find her in the Hyundai building on North 4th Street or call 570-898-9501. When it comes to buying a car, ask for Amber. This girl sells cars. I mean, you're right. It's been around a long time. I mean, I was just saying to you before we hit record that um, that all this seems to happen. Like, you know, we covered Barbara Miller in the first season, 89. This one's in 89. Another one we're going to talk about that's in this area is in 89. And to me, it's just like, what the heck was going on during that time that all this stuff happened? I don't know. That to me is wild in itself. Because you have all these big name cases that we hear about in this area and it's like, they all go back to this time. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. What was happening? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you weren't even alive. I know. Least, you know, so, so yeah, uh, I think it's great that, that, you know, you continuously uh, dig into this and, and try to get more and more and more. And I know a lot of people reach out and send you uh, messages and, and to look into various cases. And, and you're doing a great job with it. Uh, I'm here to, you know, mm-hmm. be like... The, the Robin to your Batman to go out and find <laughs> out what up. we can find out. <laughs> but you're doing a great well, job Well, another, while we're going at it, another um, kind of thing that's gone around is that a man reported having seen two women wearing big hats and Corey Edkin get into a car that night, like outside the house or something. Court documents, man. It's a, you, There's so many theories and so <laughs> many know, things I out know. there. You know, that's, I, I listen, and as we've discussed many times off the air, people want to see and, and hear, you know, the, the, all the details they, there, but there's a, there's a process to, to it before it gets to that point. And, and we're trying to get the, we're trying to get the process down to get you to that point. So it, it's not as easy as, you know, us coming on here and talking about it and getting solved the next day. That's just mm-hmm. not how it works. Mm-hmm. So, but, but we want to try to give as many uh, as many, you know, details that we possibly can have that are legitimate and factual coming, you know, from, from court documents. And, and it, that's as factual as we can get. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. 
and satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. On to the next one that we'll be looking into. Um, the missing persons case of Tracy Crow. This is the third now um, that she went missing in 1989. All I know is for, for the last month, you've been saying this name over I have. And over and over. Well, here's the thing. I've been getting um, so, many, so many messages and people reaching out to me about this Tracy Crow. And being from Sunbury, Tracy Crow isn't a case that I have heard of. Um, but my dad's side of the family is from Herndon, Dalmatia, that area. And everyone in that area is like, oh my gosh, you got to look into Tracy Crow. You got to look into Tracy Crow. And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, so I started to look into it and I was like, wow, you know what? This is really weird. Um, so it's been something that I've been looking into. I know that you haven't done any prior reporting on it. So we're both going into this one blind. Right. I know (laughs) that we've argued and fought a million times off the air about this because it's a... These are these are ones that are very hard, and I for you, I think it's going to be a great experience for you to go down that route and see what's out there and to find. Okay, so Tracy Crow went missing in 1989. Um, she was like hanging out with friends, um, and then they found her car the next day, um, sitting on the corner, and you know people saw police all around her car, and. Basically, Tracy Crow was never seen again. But so she goes missing. But in the past couple years, there have been like new things in this case. Um, there's two different men that have been like suspects in this case. And in the past couple years, stuff has been coming up. And new information has been coming up. I mean, we're going to get into all this. But it's interesting to see how this will play out. Yeah, I mean, this was this is your baby all the way down the, the line here. And I think, like I said, you know a lot about this case already as far as stuff that you've read. And I just, uh, we're going to get you the, you know, the court documents. The court documents. The ones you need. We need uh, the court documents. I mean, they're the ones you need. <laughs> we fight on this all the time for people out there. We fight all the time. But I will instill it into our mind that we're... we're we got to talk to the experts before we're, we're not experts where you can only report what's out there to people. And, uh, she's looking at me funny already, but that's <laughs> what we got to do. So she's going to get into that. And, and again, I, this one is, this one is your baby. So. <laughs> and now a quick word from our sponsors. Shawley Insurance Agency is an independent insurance company that has been family owned and operated since 1985. When you enter their branches in Lewisburg and Sealands Grove, you will be welcomed by local agents who understand your needs and want to help you find the right coverage at the best price. Locally based and community oriented, Sholly Insurance will help you protect what you love. Head to sholleyagency.com for more information. Sholly Insurance Agency, we are here to help. I also have another one that uh, we were reached out to on, and, and the family is still concerned, and the family still wants answers, and that's the the, the death of Matthew Hoy. Uh, Matthew Hoy, 
is a name that uh, that came up uh, in 1994. Uh, they say that there was a fire, and during this, they're, they're saying which he died as a result of it. However, people are saying that that's not necessarily maybe the case, and there may be more to it than that. And we are going to get into all of that as well. And uh, I actually think we're going to be speaking to uh, some family members along the way of this, and and you know get their thoughts on it. And but my understanding uh, as of right now is there was uh, the former coroner at the time had ordered a bunch of tests to confirm. Uh, DNA samples and there's a lot to this case that I don't really want to get into right now because we're gonna go we're gonna go hardcore at it uh, down the road here coming up but it's gonna be something that's gonna be very very interesting for uh, for people to listen to and stay tuned on mm-hmm. call us the like I don't know sometimes I call this a kitchen podcast that's not what I refer to it as because that's what I feel like we do we're the kitchen investigators that's what we are Francis well we're trying we're I mean, the kitchen <laughs> investigators we're trying I mean listen the older the cases get it, it, it's very hard it's just very I know very hard. well and, the and one that we decided against was one that I brought up to you and it was from what year? Well, yes, that was. No, big, it was like yes. 1954 yes. or yes. something. Somebody had reached out to me with this case and we started, we looked into it, but it was from like 1954 and we were like, I don't even know that anything on that still exists. Uh, 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 we're going to find out though. Listen, if again, if, if this, and I've said this to you uh, uh, a bunch of times too, but if this in any way, you know, can help families or can, you know, at least bring out people that may have been around during that time that say, oh, wait, I remember this or whatever. And we can lead them into the into the way of talking to investigators or however it may be. I think it's a good thing. I mean, you know, every family, again, put yourself in that family situation as you did last week when you spoke to uh, the mother of a, of a missing child. I mean, you know, they have to wake up every day on that. They have to wake up on birthdays on that, Christmas, Thanksgiving. And they never get to have those times that, that a lot of people take for, you know, take for granted. And uh, I think this is an awesome way for for you as an up-and-coming journalist in this to, to, you know, be able to speak with those families and, and help give them some kind of peace and some kind of hope that somebody out there is actually listening. And going off of that and kind of back to where we're going to be starting out, what you guys will be hearing from us next week, the case of Angel Donahue. And what you're saying right now, the stuff about families and, you know, how we're trying to build awareness and, you know, sp- or spread awareness of these cases and the fact that no one knows that case. We're back to that. And I think that, I mean, that's one aspect that we have to try to do but with you know, covering her But case. you know who does know that case? Her family. Yeah. And that's the important one. They're the ones that know that case. And, and I think that, again... You know, you can never put yourself in one of these people's shoes to wake up and be like, you know, walk downstairs and have somebody that you know all your life that's your family that, you know, and they're just magically gone. Absolutely. And, I just think, you know, for especially for missing persons cases, if the word isn't out there that that there is a missing person. What's the chances of finding them? I've agreed. I've I agree with that all day long, and I've said that a million different times. And I sometimes I don't understand why law enforcement doesn't put it out there every other day. I, I with the help of, 
you know, with the help of shows like this, with the help of the media, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to be able to write for some of these families. And why not put it out there? Let, I mean... That's what I mean. You know, you know the, in the, the last... best investigators are going to be the ones that know. And, mm-hmm. and there's people out there that know. Like it or not, they know. Mm-hmm. They know about Corey Edkin. They know about Matthew Hoyt. They know about a lot of these different cases. They know about so, Barbara Miller. You know what I mean? And Barbara it's just Miller. like... They know about Scott Schaefer. Mm-hmm. They know about these cases, and it's just one of those things. So The thing that stuns me about this one, you brought it up to me. I had never heard it before. I've said it to a couple people. They have never heard it. And it's so recent, which makes it even bigger because, you know, it's not that thing where 30 years have gone by, so it's like, oh, like, you hope to find... You know what I mean? It's like, this was in the past, was within the past one to two years. Correct. So there's absolutely a chance that this woman is still out there. Absolutely. So why aren't we pushing and why aren't we trying to find it? But I'll step off my soapbox now <laughs> and we'll save this for next week's episode. <laughs> As you heard me say throughout the show, please reach out if you have any information on any of these cases or if there is another case that you think deserves to be further looked into. Next week, we will be covering the very recent missing persons case of Angel Donahue of Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Tune in next Wednesday to hear more.